0: Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's go through the Friday games for round 11. Yes, I'm recording this late at night uh, and I do it for the people. I'm a man of the people. This is what I do. Let's get straight into uh, these reviews for your Friday. Are you going to get a bit of a dusty um, and tired Les? You probably are, but we're going to move forward anyway. The Warriors v the Bulldogs, Sean Johnson, Holy shit, he was fantastic in this game. Launching bombs. Then you've got Chancel-Clockstar defusing the bombs made by Matt Burton. Matt Burton bombs were almost ineffective. That's the first time I've seen a Matt Burton bomb be ineffective because Chancel-Clockstar was just catching them all. Dallin, clockstar Zalesniak just catching them all. And the Warriors ran away with the win 24-12 because the Bulldogs were trying to apply pressure and the Warriors were just combating that with easily. Uh, comb- combating that easily. Sorry, Jesus, I can't speak tonight. Um, but yeah, they were just making it look easy out there. Matt Burton would put up a bomb, Chance would catch it. Burton puts up a grubber, someone picks it up. You know, like every time they try to apply pressure, even some instances where Matt Burton was trying to go for a 40 20, defuse straight away. Like the Bulldogs were trying to apply pressure with kicks, and the Warriors would just immediately. Um, you know, defuse anything that the Bulldogs are trying to do. Uh, Wade Egan and Dylan Walker were obviously sent into the game by the Warriors coach Andrew Webster in the 22nd minute, both of them coming off the bench. thought it was a strange play to have Wade Egan coming off the bench and Dylan Walker coming off the bench, especially when he's been playing well uh, at number six. I think he wants to prove his worth a little bit, maybe get uh, a Smokey to join that New South Wales side and just sort of Prove himself is that utility um, that can play in the forwards, can play anywhere. Um, coming off the bench, there, Dylan Walker might have been a play. Uh, we obviously were talking about that in the preview. Uh, that you know, it's not confirmed, but a little conspiracy theory because Big Lads loves conspiracies. That Dylan Walker might be coming off the bench as a play to sort of you know show his worth to Freddie as a utility and might be a Smokies make origin. You never know. Probably might be in the squad, uh, and I've. Obviously, shouted him out as a smoky. So we'll see how we go there. People don't like it, but I think that he has a lot more value at fourteen than people actually see because he can literally play anywhere from one all the way to thirteen. So you're getting a lot of value from Dylan Walker if you were to put him in the side. Uh, do I think he's going to be in the side at the moment? No, because Jerome Lewis obviously had a blinder. If he has a, if he has a blinder over the next few weeks and shows his worth in that six jersey, I think he can't really ignore combination. And then obviously that leaves Nico Hines off the bench. And, you know, sort of sitting down and thinking about it over the past few weeks, I think that Nico Hines has a lot of value coming off the bench as well. Then again, is he playing too good to not be on the bench is the big question as well. So, um, you know, a lot to think about there when you're still sort of thinking about how these origin sides are going to be shaped. But going back to this game, though, I thought that Blake Wilson, I thought he was fantastic um, in his debut game. 19 runs for 197 metres uh, in his debut. He was great. Every time we got the ball, looked dangerous. Um, and, yeah, look, uh, you know, I'm very impressed with him. And if he gets picked over the next few weeks, obviously if Adokar isn't ready to come back yet, I think he wouldn't be mistaken in putting putting this guy on the side. He, he was fantastic on the weekend and uh, great depth, unreal depth uh, if there's an injury because he can slot right into center or wing or even fullback. He's playing fullback, I think, in New South Wales Cup. So, keen to see if he gets involved in the side a little bit more over the next few weeks. Uh, Cameron Seraldo obviously put young gun Cole Alawapu into the game in the 25th minute um, and, and he was quite good as well. I thought that, you know, not as dominant as obviously the first two games he played, but I thought he was still quite good in that roaming half sort of role that he was in. And then he obviously went into five, eight as well. Cause I think they took Josh Reynolds off, um, you know, towards the end of the game as well. So I he went back into five, eight, Oluwapu, and I thought he did quite well. Um, I thought that Who Harris, he just fucking has a go every single week and he was going to be my lock of the week um, going into this team of the week, obviously. Um, but I think he just missed out for me. He was fantastic. Uh, opening 40 minutes had 128 metres from 15 runs and then obviously finished the game with 162 metres. He was fantastic, Torhu Harris. And you see why he's such a big part of this team. Obviously, the skipper, um, fuck, he just goes out and has a go and puts hundred percent in every single week. So consistent. You know what he was. You know you. You know what you're going to get out of who Harris as well. Um, yeah, he was fantastic on the weekend for the Warriors. Ronald Volkman obviously scored a try late in the game for his first NRL try, which is awesome. Congratulations to him i tell you what, we're talking about impressive performances in this game. and We've obviously wrapped Chancellor Clockstad for his performance. Um, you know, obviously on the receiving end of kicks and uh, in attack as well, super consistent every single week, Chancellor Clockstad, You've got to give a wrap to Hayes Perum. And I think he's really flown under the radar over the past few weeks because we've obviously been criticising him and should he be the fullback in this team? Should they put Avarilla back there? And the people are criticising him after this game. You can't criticise a guy that's in 29 runs has run for 247 metres. He had a blinder in this game. An absolute blinder. Dangerous every time he got the ball. Um, And yeah, he's improved immensely since he's gone to fullback this year. And I think that... You know, Serraldo's onto something here. He really is. If they work on this combination over the next few weeks and they keep the spine the same, you know, they could be a really dangerous team by the end of the year, and they've got the formula to do so. They've got Luke Thompson coming back over the next few weeks. Ryan Sutton was in the reserves this week, so I I imagine he'll come back into the team. Franklin Pele just came back onto the bench. Like, they've got a sensational forward pack. Uh, Tavita Pango Jr. as well, he's been immense over the past few weeks. They've got a sensational forward pack. Um, You know, they're probably going to move Oluwapu into the seven over the next few weeks. I could see that happening where Josh Reynolds goes back to 14. If not, Matt Burton, he's slowly starting to ease into that seven role. There's just certain plays and certain decisions where i just sit there and I go, you know, a seven wouldn't do that in our game or that's not really the style of play that a seven would go for. Do I think he's a better six? 100%, but he's got time to develop his game into a seven. And there's definitely parts where I also sit there and think, He definitely has the potential to become a 7 later in his career. He definitely has that potential... Do I think that he's going to do that over the next few weeks? Obviously not. It takes time. It takes time to go to a new position. You've got to remember, last year was his first time in NRL first grade at full-time number six. He was playing center of the year before that. Uh, they obviously moved him around a lot last year as well. People forget he was moved around into center and in all different spots last year as well. Um, you know, mid-game uh, in a blitz move by Trent Barrett to sort of stay as coach. They were moving him around a lot. Um, they are changing the spine heaps. It's And again, it's the spine's been changed to it again because he's gone from six to seven. He's going to... You know, he's still on the same side of the field, but I feel like with the seven... Ever since he put the servant jersey on his back, there's been a ton of pressure put on him as well to perform. I thought that Kyle Flanagan did okay. I, I didn't think he did that bad where they had to drop him to reserve grade. Yes, they weren't winning too many games, but he was slowly starting to get a bit of confidence and then they dropped him to reserve grade where he's not even playing halfback. He's playing hooker. He's playing hooker in reserve grade to develop the younger halves as well. I don't know. I really don't think that Kyle Flanagan's going to be there over the next few weeks. If this Kyle Flanagan-Manly situation is going to happen, reportedly it's not. But if it it ends up happening and, uh, you know, obviously Shane Flanagan makes a blitz move to get him over to the Manly, um, yeah, look, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't because, you know, if you're going to play him at hooker, you're not even going to play him at seven so he can develop his game in reserve grade. And you're sort of pushing him around, making way for other guys. You clearly don't have enough confidence in him. Um, And, yeah, look, I I don't think that he's going to be around there for much longer. Kyle Flanagan... In saying that, I thought that Josh Reynolds did okay. I think he's been doing okay over the past few weeks. Um, you know, I don't mind Oluwapu when he comes on. You can see little glimpses of talent. It's just hard at the moment when they've got a lot of guys out with injury. They've got a ton of injuries at the moment. Josh Car was supposed to come back and they, he didn't. Uh, Blake Wilson did very, very well. But, you know, having Josh Car, the guy that barks orders from the wing, um, you know, they're miss, missing Avrillo at fullback a little bit, just with Avrillo's style of play at fullback. But he's doing great at he is doing great at centre. They're playing good football and it's good signs for the Bulldogs. Um, but there are little factors where, you know, uh, where whether it's for Burton or whether it's just in general, their style of play, you know, that they really need to work on. Even Reed Marnie, I feel like he's gone a bit quiet over the past few weeks. He was much more active. Whether it was that, whether it was that first receiver kicking out a dummy half, we haven't seen that too much of that from Reed Marnie over the past few weeks. You know, taking runs out of dummy half, and as I said, being in that first receiver sort of role and creating plays. You know, I haven't really seen too much of that from Reed Marnie. I don't know whether that's a um, coach's instruction or whatnot, or I don't know what it is, but. You know, I haven't really seen much of Reed Marnie doing what he does best and, and you know, creating fathers and, and having that confidence. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, I'd be very interested to see a bit more involvement from Reed Marnie in sets. Other than that, you know, it's just the little things I've got to work on. And I think that Matt Burton... You know He has the potential to, later in his career, 100% move into that seven role. But at the moment, in, in this stage of his career, he's definitely a six. They just need to find that other piece of the puzzle uh, at, at the number seven jersey. And Carlo Oluwapu can certainly develop into that. I just don't know if they were ready to make this move now. I feel like they could have kept Kyle Flanagan in that side for another few weeks and had Olo Arpa coming off the bench. I don't even think Josh Reynolds was really the right player. I think Josh Reynolds is more of a 14 this stage in his career as well. But look, they've got a lot to work on over the next few weeks. Uh, I wouldn't be chopping and changing spine now anyway. They've made a decision. I'd like them to stick with it. Uh, We will have to wait and see how that goes for the Bulldogs over the next few weeks. Uh, But as I said, the Warriors, really courageous performance. Uh, Sean Johnson doing his thing out there, and it's probably the most confident we've seen Sean Johnson as well. I've been super impressed with him and his style of play in this game. I thought that he was fantastic. As I said, launching bombs, his king game in general was quite good, especially close to the line, uh, forcing line dropouts for the Bulldogs, um, and Chance took a clock start. You know, as I said, every time that Matt Burton tried to put on pressure with kicks, he was there to defuse it straight away. Him and Dylan Watney Zalesnyak were fantastic. Edward Kozie as well has been great over the past few weeks, but Chance in particular has been super consistent. Not only with defusing uh, pressure from other teams, but his defense at fullback has been fucking fantastic. He's been unreal, um, and you know, really, I would say. Um, I don't want to say relighting his career, but he's definitely drawing a little bit more attention to him and and really letting Canberra know about why it was the wrong move to let him go. He's been fantastic. a clock start. Super, super impressed with how he's been going. Uh, Hooker, Reid Marnie continues to work himself into a standstill in defense with 46 tackles while Harrison Edwards, and fuck, I was super impressed with Harrison Edwards. If there was a dog this weekend, if there was a guy that just fucking dug deep for his team, one try, uh, and obviously 48 tackles for his team as well, not many missed either, he was fantastic, Harrison Edwards, he was awesome in this game, super tough, and he really set the tone when he came on as well, Um, you know, in his attack, really hard runner of the football, Um, and look, I haven't really been paying too much attention to him over the past few weeks, he's pretty much been late inclusions into games mostly, but he was fantastic in this one. I was super impressed. Um, and yeah, it was a great game. It was a really entertaining game of football. 24-12, the final score. Bulldogs, a few things to work on. The Warriors doing great things at the moment. And if they keep up this consistency, they could definitely be a dangerous team in this competition over the next few weeks. Now, the next game was the Panthers v the Roosters. Now, the Panthers obviously dismantled the Roosters 48-4 at BlueBet Stadium on Friday night. Roosters haven't won many games at Bluebird Stadium either. They don't have a a very good record at Bluebet Stadium. uh, And the Panthers, you know, let them know about that as well. 48-4. Fuck, it was really hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. And, you know, after Panthers points, the Roosters would start the defensive set strong. They'd really come out in defense, whether it was Jared, Lindsay Collins, Matt Lodge. Uh, Matt Lodge was fantastic on the weekend. You know, if we're talking about guys that did fucking good jobs for their team, Matt Lodge was fantastic. Um but, you know, they'd start a defensive set really strong. A decision wouldn't go their way. Um, you know, obviously, just discipline would let them down. And they would lose that intensity or they'd give a penalty away. And they'd just sort of give up in defense a little bit. And the Panthers really got confidence from that. Uh, the Panthers have near 130 of their 33 past games at Blue Bent Stadium. Uh, and obviously, you know, it, again, they really let the Roosters know about that on the weekend uh, with their attack and their defense. And... And the thing is as well, we talk about obviously the Roosters, you know, a decision wouldn't go their way or it was discipline, but the Panthers would also match the intensity that the Roosters would give after points. After Panthers points, the Roosters would have a really strong defensive set. The the Panthers would sometimes match even at work that set and the Roosters would go, fuck, what's the point? And they would just almost lose a little bit of intensity in their defensive sets, and it's what let them down. It really is what let them down. The Panthers had five line breaks to one and 12 tackle breaks to five in the first half. That's the first half. Five line breaks, 12 tackle breaks across the entire team. That is insane. Uh, And obviously, they led to a 24 lead uh, at the halftime break. Scott Sirenson, double, 13 runs for 96 metres, two line breaks, two tackle breaks, Finished the game with 181 meters. Unreal. Unreal for Scott Sorensen. Um, yeah, uh, he had a really good performance, two tries. Uh, and dangerous every time he ran the ball. His footwork close to the line. I've never really noticed that about Scott Sorensen. He's very, he always been a very hard runner of the football, but his footwork close to the line uh, is fantastic, Scott Sorensen. Um you know, Zach Hosking as well, obviously taking off for HIA in the 31st minute. I thought he was great as well. Had some great runs of the football. Uh, he's gone to quiet over the past few weeks, but he had some great runs. Liam Martin had a strong return as well. And it, wants, it makes you want to consider him for origin again. 84 meters in 35 minutes of the game, slowly bringing him back. But a really solid knock from Liam Martin. He was great through the middle for the Panthers. Uh, obviously Hargraves played just 17 minutes before he was forced off with a strained pectoral. Uh, I think he's going to be out for the next week in a bit. Uh, uh I think physio might've put something out. Uh, you know, not only that, but Jerome, uh, sorry, not Jerome, uh, Manu is going to be out for the next few weeks as well. Uh, no contact to the syndesmosis. Thank God, which is great news for the Roosters. But it's still a sprain of the ankle. He's going to be out for at least two to three weeks. I think they have the buy next week. I have to double check. Um, but you know they are, or it's the Warriors that have the buy, and I think the Roosters have the buy after that. Obviously for Origin. Um, but yeah, so Manu in total is probably going to miss about one to two weeks, maybe even three at the most. But that's going to be a big loss, and it's probably going to mean you know, that they actually don't have Sam Walker. So that's going to be hard to sort of fill that spot going into this weekend. And obviously this weekend, if I have a look at the draw quickly, they go up against the Dragons uh, in Indigenous Ryan which is it's going to be a tough one because the Dragons obviously came out with a really strong performance in the last game. Um, you know. So it's going to be a very hard game, especially, especially... Without Joey Manu, that going to be so, so tough. Obviously, the last game was only one point the difference. Um, but yeah, fuck. I mean, it could almost be the Dragons getting a big win here. Not a big win, but without Manu and the Dragons need a win. It's going to be a tough game, and the Dragons always play well against the Roosters as well, you got to remember. So, um, yeah, look, that is going to be super, super, super tough, super tough um, for the Sydney Roosters, losing Manu. But yeah, there wasn't really much to say. It was more so just the indiscipline and lack of consistency in their defensive sets for the Roosters that let them down. It was just their discipline that let them down and their inconsistency in defensive sets. And it was obviously because Penrith were just putting the pressure on. Their, their play was too fast. And there's one guy we haven't talked about who had a five-star game who I can't believe I nearly forgot to not talk about. And that's Jerome Luai. 11 tackle breaks, two try assists, two line break assists, two line breaks, and an awesome try as well for Jerome Luai. He was sensational in this one. Um, Yeah, and look, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment about Nico Hines being the six for origin. And I I think I'm still 50-50. I need to see a few more good games, maybe one more really solid game from Jerome Luai um, going into this week. And I think I'll be somewhat convinced. And as I said, look, I don't mind it. If they pick Jerome Luai at six, I'm not going to be too shocked. Peth has come up against the Broncos on Friday. It's going to be massive. That is going to be a huge game. Um, But yeah, look, I mean, I need to see one big performance from Jerome Luai. And then I'll pretty much be set that, you know, they probably need to go with combinations. Uh, and as I said, look, I won't be too shocked if they do go for combinations with Dremler White and Nathan Cleary, have Nico Hines on the bench. Nico Hines can play in more positions off the bench too, which is good. Um, so I won't be surprised if they go down that avenue. But you also got to think, like, Nico Hines has been playing too good to be a 14. So it's going to be a tough battle. And it's going to be very interesting to see what Freddie does. Uh, and I'm super keen to see what Freddie does as well. But he had a massive performance in this one. Just quickly as well, you we want to go off some stats in this game. Victor Radley and, and Nat Butcher made 116 tackles uh, between them for the Roosters. The win for the Panthers was the biggest ever win against the Roosters. Uh, the last game, the last biggest win, sorry, um, was a 48-6 victory in round 11 of 2009. So a long time since they've broken that, but they've just broken that record as the biggest win over the Roosters by the Panthers. Um And yeah, Penrith's back three. Edwards, Toto, Taruva ran for 505 meters between them. Outstanding. Dylan Edwards, most of that as well. He was fantastic. Toto doing what he does each and every week. Taruva has been playing some good footy over the past few weeks as well. But Dylan Edwards, I thought he was dangerous as well in this game. Pretty much everywhere. I love his support play in this game as well. That try that he scored was unreal. Um, And off the back of his support play as well. Uh, and Jerome Luai's passing game as well was fantastic and much better in this game. It was a lot less unorthodox, which is what I liked about Jerome Luai in this game. A lot less uh, unorthodox with his passing. A lot of passes go out on the sideline or towards the back end of games. He sort of loses a bit of attacking consistency as well at the back end of games usually, which has sort of been my criticism about him over the past few weeks. But I thought he was really consistent and really sound with his performance tonight, with his passing game. Every pass, pretty much hitting the mark from Jerome Luai. I thought he was great. I thought he was really good and impressive in this game for the Panthers. <laughs> Wait.